I was going to be married for forever to my best friend. And it was just <laughs> the happiest day of my life. <laughs> Welcome to the How to Relationship Podcast, the podcast where we try to figure out how do we stay in a relationship? How do we even get in one in the first place? By talking to couples who are making it work. I'm your host, Anais Lucia. So the first couple we have on our first episode is a really great one. I know uh, about them from the husband, Benjamin. He's a you know, really great guy. I met him through work, uh, through acting, and... I loved the way he would talk about his wife and his daughters, and I just needed to find out a little bit more about their story. And I really love when men just are like, you can tell they really adore their wives and their children. I think that's so sweet. And I needed to get them on. It was automatic. Like, I had to get them on podcast. So I hope you enjoy listening to Ben and Cindy's story. And let's get right into it. Okay, so I have Ben and Cindy Phillips on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time, especially because you have your newborn baby <laughs> with you during the interview. Well, Penelope, does she have a last um, middle name? Don. Don. Oh, okay. And it's your fifth child? Fifth girl girl wow yeah <laughs> that's crazy girl daddy yeah hashtag girl daddy <laughs> <laughs> so just to you know give the viewers a little bit of you know background i met ben through you know background acting and you know i kind of realized like he's that he's such a good person because like i don't know just the way i would hear him talk about like his daughters and Cindy, it was just so heartwarming. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that's amazing. Like I feel like it's just, it was just so nice to see, you know, especially because I feel like he really, you know, has a lot of love and respect for you, Cindy, and, you know, his daughters. And it was just like, I, I don't know, it's sad, but I feel like it's kind of rare to see that nowadays. So that's why it was really, um, you know, nice and refreshing. And just the way he, just treats people in general. I don't know. I just feel like it's not common. So um, I, that's why I was like, I definitely have to have him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you for... Huge, uh, huge honor for me. Thank you. Oh, and I heard a lot about you, Cindy, from him. So it's nice to, you know, get to have you on here too. And, you know, find out okay. a little bit more about you guys. So... <laughs> can we talk a little bit about just like let's start from the beginning maybe your backgrounds like who like what your family was life was like siblings you know all that stuff sure yeah, question. yeah so um i have three siblings um and we live in california growing up um my family life was good but i mean there were definitely <laughs> um probably not the ideal um, role models in my life. Um, my dad is autistic, but had never been diagnosed. So he never really got that, um, help to be able to figure out how to, um, I don't know, handle relationships, I guess. Mm. And, um, just interacting with people. So there's a lot of gaps with how he interacts with people that are sometimes pretty severe. <laughs> um, so there oftentimes like just growing up where he just wasn't necessarily um probably the best example of what I wanted to look for um in a future husband but um but he was he was a good dad he was good mm -hmm. and then I went to college I went to um Cal State Fullerton and then I transferred over to Utah and I met Ben um at Utah State University my first semester there and I saw him at the back of the lunch line and <laughs> just Aww. kind of, I saw him there and I thought I have to meet that guy. So, oh, that's, that's first of all, uh, let me just point out. It's super cute to see like just how Ben is looking at you <laughs> when you're talking. <laughs> it's adorable. And that's something that like we women like, can we get a guy who looks at us like that? So I just wanted to point that out for anyone who's only listening to the audio. <laughs> so you need to watch the video version. Okay, so Ben, uh, what about you? So I uh, grew up in a big family. My parents have uh, eight kids. I'm the second of, of the eight. 
Um, and my only brother was mm -hmm. the last of the eight. So I have one older sister, five younger sisters, and then my youngest sibling is a brother. Wow. So <laughs> just surrounded by women. <laughs> yep. much. I, I, I always had a lot of girls in my life. Yeah, they trained him well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely helps having um, a lot of women. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. My brother is the only brother and he has three sisters and he has some work to do. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's our fault. I don't know. But, but um, Cindy, you said you had like three siblings. Were they all boys or girls or... So I have two brothers and a sister. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, two and two. Yeah. She's, uh, she's also the second of, of her family. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, growing up, I had honestly a pretty ideal family life. I mean, my, my parents were, are incredible. Just really, really good examples of what it means to... Uh, love each other in a marriage and be faithful to each other. And, you know, even when they disagreed, they were always really good about being united in terms of how they addressed us as kids and um, just really good examples from them about both uh, how to be a man and how to, uh, be treated as a man and how to treat others as a man and mm -hmm. uh, my dad was always a gentleman and um just really really positive examples about uh about who and how i should be i think i was a little strange growing up because uh because of that we're both part of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints it's our, our religion a lot of people know us as mormons I think the the faith aspect obviously had a, a large impact as well, just in terms of knowing that we're children of God and that um, that how you treat others shows how you see them and that we're all brothers and sisters. So um, I think that played a huge part as well. Did you learn kind of how to respect, you know, women and be a gentleman, all that stuff, like just just from him, just from kind of observing him or what did he ever go like, okay, Ben, this is how you're supposed to treat women or anything <laughs> so, like that. I mean, I was a, a typical kid. My sisters and I fought all the time. Um, but um, most of the time my dad was uh, really good about teaching both by example and by uh, interactions, you know, taking me aside and, and having one-on-one -on -one conversations and things like that. The vast majority of the time, it was really positive uh, feedback, not feedback, but uh, constructive criticism, stuff like that. I, I do remember one time very vividly, <laughs> she already knows what I'm going to say because she talk about it all the time. Um, but there was a period of time for probably a few weeks where my response to uh, any frustration with my sister was to punch her in the stomach. This is when he was little. Yeah. <laughs> like was, how, was, how old, like, or how little? I, I, I was probably like six. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And after a, a, a few times of this happening, my dad just showed his displeasure um, <laughs> in a, a really obvious way yelled at me and rapped me on the head with his knuckles and said, you're never going to do that again. And, and I never did. <laughs> um, I'm sure that was after several times of it, it nicely was. helping. It, it, it was. <laughs> it just it was. didn't stick apparently. <laughs> yeah. But, but for the most part, um, like when I was very, very little, I was spanked a few times. Uh, but after that, I think that was probably the last time uh, he ever did anything physically corrective on mm. me. You got the message or? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, just watching and seeing his example uh, was, was enough. I mean, uh, I, I think, I think people tend to believe you more when you do what you, you believe rather than when you say what you believe. Yep. So you said that you were, you said you were like a weird kid or something? Like, what do you mean? Like you, uh, you didn't, you feel like you didn't fit in with other kids or what did you mean so, by that? 
I, I've always gotten along well with, with almost anyone. Um, but I've rarely had close friends. Um, mostly because I got along better with the girls than I did with the guys. Probably because he had all sisters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so we grew up watching chick flicks and uh, just what my sisters and their friends would hang out and I would just sit and talk with them. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of what I did. I had, I had really good guy friends too. I had, I had several really good guy friends, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still liked all of the guy stuff. But uh, I think the fact that I was a little bit more vulnerable and less macho Mm. um, made it kind of strange for a lot of the guys that I was around. Mm, Yeah, because they're just like society tells them that like you have to hide your emotions, you can't cry and all that stuff. And yeah. like you felt comfortable, like with your family and your friends, to be able to share your feelings and cry if you ever needed to. Like, did you feel sure? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I didn't cry often, except in movies. I cry <laughs> all the time in movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend uh, I met on set about um, showing affection. Uh, as a man and in my family every night before bed we would give each other hugs and kisses uh whenever i would see my dad for the first time i would greet him with a hug and a kiss just on the cheek Mm. and um and that was just really really foreign to people um for a guy to kiss his dad on the cheek was was weird Mm -hmm. um same thing with and and part of this is that I'm just a, a more physically interactive person, but I'm comfortable giving people shoulder massages and, mm-hmm. you know, even other guys. And there are people that are kind of weirded out by that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a stigma that, like, men have to kind of be, like, islands. Like, you can't, I don't know, like, you can't touch other men or there's something wrong with you (laughs) you can't cry or there's something wrong with you like it's almost like you have to like kind of pent all that up and just kind of be your own person and and that's the definition of being macho or whatever but it's it's not I don't know like that's not (laughs) that's not how Ben is at all like he's very comfortable just like letting someone cry on his shoulder and like talking things out and he's not like if the girls fall and scrape their knee, he's not the one that just says, get up and walk it off. Like he, he's very much like he'll pick them up and he'll just go, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, there's definitely that stigma that, that that's how men should be, but I don't. Yeah. And and, and I do every once in a while, just not, not brush it (laughs) off, but I, but I encourage them just to get up and, and uh and keep going but yeah. but yeah i mean it, if they're actually hurt there's obviously a need to to let them acknowledge that that things hurt mm-hmm. guys are humans too they have feelings and it's kind of sad that like sometimes they feel maybe you know depending on how they were raised that they're not allowed to share their feelings they have to you know let it out in you know, less productive ways, you know, that it comes out in anger because they're not able to express it because if they do, you know, they're just like, you know, ridiculed or whatever. Um, so yeah. I've heard that from other guys too, that, um, like who I think are like really good examples that they kind of grew up with, you know, parents who made them feel comfortable, you know, sharing their feelings and stuff. Like I did not grow up in that way. Unfortunately, I grew up, uh, like, you can if you cry you need to stop crying like can't express your feelings and stuff so um i've had to like work through that so cindy um what about you like your parents are they still married or like how is like their relationship Um, if you feel comfortable they they are still married they have quite a quite a tough relationship i feel like they're um often their marriage seems really rocky. (laughs) So, um, 
yeah, it's just tough. I feel like there, because of the autism, there's a lot of like, um, uh, like anger comes out in like crazy spurts and things like that, it, which is really hard to really be close to someone who will just like burst randomly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, um, yeah. And yeah. Was your family, <laughs> uh, was your family affectionate? No. And that's another thing. I feel like, um, the affection specifically for my dad was, was a little strange because, uh, because his filter was just kind of off. And so he would like say, I love you, but like say it constantly in like really weird ways, but never show it by his actions. Mm-hmm. But he would like, because that's how he felt love is by telling people. Um, um, and, and, and he would do things like uh, write and still does still do things can. like write, write poetry oh, that, wow. th- th- mm-hmm. that he uses to, to express his emotions. Yeah. Aww. And I think that really helps him to be able to express his emotions a bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, often it was like, we wouldn't necessarily hear, I love you all the time. It was mm-hmm. very, um, I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> are, are, are you familiar with the, um, the, the love languages? languages? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think oftentimes, having a disconnect in how you hear or show love comes from not knowing how the other person hears and feels love. So for, for him, the words mean so much. Whereas for uh, Cindy's mom, for example, a lot of it is, is gifts. And, uh, and for me, it was like quality time. Right. Mm -hmm. So he'd say, I love you, but like never would like spend time with me and things like that, doing the things that I felt. Yeah. And a lot of that was just that disconnect from, you know, having this, this state of being that just kind of didn't, he just didn't understand how to read people. Mm -hmm. And so he wouldn't understand how to like bridge that gap to be able to show love rather than, I mean, all he knew really how to do that is to, either say it or write poems so it was quite interesting I often felt I often felt like I was not loved but mm-hmm. I knew I was if that makes sense like I just did there was just that disconnect that was really hard for me growing mm-hmm. up yeah I mean he, he's a, he's an absolute teddy bear just loves with his entire being he just doesn't have a, a a clear understanding of how to show that right oh. Yeah, that's why uh, I encourage people to find out what their love language is. But I find <laughs> that guys are really resistant. Uh, not all guys, but some, like, they don't like taking tests, <laughs> like personality tests. I'm like, find out what your MBTI type is, you know, Myers-Briggs. Find out your love language because it'll just help understand people, understand yourself and understand people better. And a lot of guys are really resistant. Like, like it doesn't make you weak to find that out. Like, it's going to help you, but... But yeah, I encourage people to find out their love languages. What are yours? I am uh, extroverted. Physical touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm physical touch for, for my we're love language. We're talking about love language. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were talking about Myers-Briggs. <laughs> uh, no. He's so, like physical touch. Yeah. What was your second one? You have like two that are kind of... Mostly physical touch and then uh, quality time. Quality time. I'm yeah. mostly quality time. And then acts of service. Yeah, I think since having children, I'm <laughs> <laughs> more acts of service now. I'm like, you really want to show you love me? Yes. <laughs> That's how I am too. My first, my top two are quality time and acts of service. In my last relationship, I didn't know anything about, I hadn't heard about the love languages. So we were completely different and we were arguing all the time. So... Um, yeah. But I find that most guys that do take the test of their top two, one of them is always physical touch. That's not surprising. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is why he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now let's talk a little bit about, you know, your relationship. Like, okay, so Cindy, you said you saw him like in the cafeteria. Ben, did you see her? When did you notice her? Like, how did all this start? Yeah, so we... Um... We met there in the lunch line. I saw her get in line behind me and thought, I have to get to know her. <laughs> oh my gosh, so you guys thought like the same thing? Oh my god, that's so cute. And first first look, what is it called? <gasps> well, we love it first love sight. sight Aww. Oh my gosh. Don't, don't believe in love at first sight, but 
definitely infatuation at first sight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we started talking. She actually knew my best friend. Yeah. Uh, who I, was in line with us. I recognized him. And so I started talking to him so he would introduce me. And that worked. <laughs> oh. So he introduced me. And we talked the entire lunch line. It was quite a long line, which yeah. was nice at the time oh, okay <laughs> so we talked the whole time and then at the end of the line i had gotten my food and everything and i looked around and i could find nobody that i knew which was really good for me because i was hoping that she wouldn't just walk off so i invited <laughs> her to come sit with me and my friends and Aww. so at that point i kind of turned to him and he kind of turned to me to invite me to sit with yeah. him and i kind of asked him to sit with him at the same time so um we sat together for lunch and with a big group of people. And then afterwards, I kind of just, I had to go to work. So I said goodbye and Speaking started of quick, walking quick, away. Quick, quick interruption. <laughs> During the lunch line, my sister came over and gave me a hug and a kiss. And my sister and I look nothing alike. <laughs> no, nothing alike. Not at oh. all. <laughs> She's really blonde, like strawberry blonde, really, really fair, blue eyes. And, and I thought he was from Chile. Like, I thought... <laughs> He was like dark, he had dark hair, and so I thought he must be Hispanic or something. Yeah. <laughs> so they look so different. Yeah. It was it was really funny. Anyway, did you, like, did you think that like <laughs> did you think that Cindy was gonna think she was your girlfriend or something like, oh shoot, no. Well, I, I, I didn't think so. I, I mean for me it was just natural my sister comes up and says hi. But oh, she okay. thought that it, it was some girl who had a crush on me or something. It's like, but. who is this girl? <laughs> But he kept talking to me, so I was okay. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so after after we had lunch, I started walking away, kind of like slow motion, you know, yep. hoping he would oh, like so catch up. <laughs> and I started lingering, walking away. yeah, yeah, yeah lingering. Yeah. Like <laughs> and I started walking away and thought, if I don't catch up now, I will never enter her again because <laughs> I have no idea where we're going to see each other. In all reality, I probably could have just given him my number, but I, I was a little timid. and Yeah, so I caught up and asked for a number. <laughs> um, wow. And then I didn't do anything with it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> weeks? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'd be like, so, man, I guess he's not interested. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I was like, oh, well, too bad. So Aww. my best friend was interested in her first. And I didn't want to cause problems by you know, stepping on a, a brother's territory. See, because he's a good person. He's a good person. Oh, yeah. So, uh, my best friend was Albert. Um, I had three best friends, but that was the one that we're talking about now. So Albert tried a few times to go on dates with her, and uh, she never did. She never was able to go out with him. Um, and I thought, you know what? You've had a couple weeks. Nothing's <laughs> happened. You had your chance. It's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So on the first snow of the year, because um, we lived in Utah, the first snow of the year, he texted me saying, happy snow day. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then we just started having a, she had no a conversation. Idea who it was. But he didn't <laughs> say who it was. So I was just conversing with him. I, I gave her my number two. Uh, no, uh, you didn't. I did. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> after a few hours of talking via text, <laughs> I finally was like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be rude or weird, but who is this? <laughs> oh my gosh. I was absolutely crushed. I was like, this is going really well. She's having this great conversation with me. Um, and then she was like, who is it? And I'm like, she has no idea who I am. <laughs> I hoped it was him the whole time. I did, but it was, it was quite funny. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. So we spent the next, uh, week couple of weeks getting to know each other and then uh christmas break came up and she went back to california and we just called each other every day and yeah. texted and called and when and, i got back well and during that time we made fun of people for jump, <laughs> jumping into relationships so um as part of my church as part of our church um there are a lot of people who go on missions and the missions last for two years. Um, and I was in Chile, which is why she thought that I was from Chile. Um, so I was in Chile for a couple of years. And coming back from South America, I said, I am not going to be in a serious relationship for at least two more years. I'm going to date all over the place. I'm going to have lots of fun and not settle down. And then I met her. And 
Yeah, and we joked. We're like, oh, there's there's so many people who just like jump into marriage. It just yeah. seems so weird. Yeah. But then I got back from California, and I think we dated another two weeks, and we were engaged. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so the total from having met to getting engaged was like month and a half. Month and a half. Yeah. It was oh, so fast. <laughs> <laughs> wow and now you have five daughters like, yeah, five crazy. girls we've been married so... almost 11 years yeah, yeah. Wow. And, uh, so to, to preface <laughs> that uh, engagement um a lot of that comes from our, our faith as well i believe a, a lot in prayer i believe that god talks to us mm-hmm. um that, that it's not uh, just a, a one-way conversation and so we've been talking about our, our relationship for a while. Um, obviously, a while is not very long in this context. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for a few days, I'd been praying about um, whether we should get married, whether that was something that, um, that was right for us. And one night, we were just talking late, um, just on our porch. and. I just said, look, just in my mind, look, God, I, (laughs) I've decided what I want. I want to marry her. Is that okay with you? And I swear I heard hallelujah choruses. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, all those babies singing up there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so that was why I proposed (laughs) right then. um, Oh my gosh. On my porch. (laughs) Yep. No ring or anything. Just. Yeah. It's, a, it's the question. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, so romantic. They need to make a movie. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, all the girls, anyone who's listening around is probably swooning. Like, oh my God, a month and a half. Like what? Or a month? Wait, how was it, a month and a half? Or yeah, that's yeah. oh my gosh. That's why I feel like people should not judge relationships because sometimes like people can be together for a long time and they break up or. They're, you know, they say, oh, they're getting married too fast. But I feel like, I mean, I haven't experienced it, but I feel like those people, like, they know. Like, once you know, you know, I feel. No? Yeah. yeah. Well, and with me, I felt like, um, like, Ben was just very transparent. Like, he, I felt like I knew him because of how he lived, and I saw his family and how they treated him and how he treated them. And I just felt like I knew who he was. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't someone I had to try to figure I mean I still have to figure him out all the time (laughs) but um like I knew he was good and I Mm -hmm. knew what his intentions were in life and I knew where his priorities were and I think because of that it took a lot of the mystery out of um like do I trust him kind of mystery (laughs) like I just trusted him because Mm -hmm. of all those factors um I don't know it just wasn't anything I was even nervous about. Like I just knew he would treat me well and I knew that he would provide for a family and he would be the person I wanted him to be because I saw his dad was that kind of a person and mm-hmm. his sisters were those kind of people and his mom was that kind of a person and he was that, you know, like it just yeah. all fit. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to like justify him or anything. It was like, there was nothing to justify if that makes sense. And I remember like in high school, I'd date a bunch of guys that, that I'd have to justify all the time. I'd have to say, oh no, they're just tired today. Mm. That's why they snapped at me. Or, oh no, they're just like, this is just something you really, really want right now or whatever. Like I'd have to justify them all the time. And it was mm-hmm. just, it got tiring. <laughs> it just yeah. got tiring to constantly feel like that person wasn't who I wanted them to be. And yet I, I don't know. Like I just had this low enough self-esteem that I thought it's okay. I, I can, I can deal with a lot of that because I don't deserve someone perfect. If that makes sense. I don't know. Like to be clear, I am not perfect. No, but <laughs> but when close. I met him and we dated, he felt perfect. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like perfect for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I oh. didn't, I didn't have to justify him, which I loved. <laughs> so. Oh, and can <laughs> I find out when was the moment that you realized like you were in love with this person for both of you? So, um, 
I went with him to a family. It was like a, just like a party, like a family party that his, his family was going to a party and they had food there and it was like a Christmas something. So, um, when we got there, he helped his, like, he had a three-year-old sister at the time and, um, he walked over and he was like, Livy, what would you like to eat? And he got her a plate and he started helping get her some food. And when we went to sit down, he pulled my chair out for me. And then like, you know, he was just so sweet. And then after we ate and everything, we went and played with the kids and he was darling. (laughs) Oh my goodness, darling. He was like, playing kickball with the kids and laughing and just like, I don't know. I just saw him and I was like, he's going to be the most adorable daddy. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I wanted kids and I wanted, you know, the family life. And so I think at that moment, I just, just fell in love. It was it. And I went home that evening and I was like, you know, like I prayed and I was like, if it's okay with you, (laughs) I've chosen him. (laughs) Like at that point I was sold. Oh. When uh, that party happened, like how long had you kind of seen each other? Oh, that was like after a week and a half. Oh, I think. Uh, wasn't it? No, it was like three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I've talked to people more. that like they they feel like you can't be in love with someone until after a year. I'm like, really? No. Like, I think <laughs> if you're if it takes you a year, like maybe you're not with the right person. <laughs> so Ben, how about you? When did you realize um, you loved her? Yeah, I mean, that, that same night watching how she played with my sisters was, I think, the, the start of it. Um, but, yeah. He doesn't I, jump as quickly as I do. <laughs> no, uh, it, it depends on the thing. Um, That's true. Just getting to know her over the time that she was in California for Christmas break, um, we, ch- we chatted every single day and sometimes for four, five, seven hours. Wow. <laughs> um, and there was this um, bracelet and necklace that I got in Chile, and I got them specifically to give to my future spouse. Um, and uh, a couple days after she got back, we had a, a date, and... Um, I realized that I wanted to give this bracelet to her and I was like, well, crap, that's, (laughs) that's probably a good indication of where my feelings are, are heading. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, do you want to tell that story? (laughs) Tell what story? The, the (laughs) giving, giving you the bracelet. Sure. So we went on a date. The thing was with him, um, he had asked me on several dates, but there was always like a lot of other guys there. And so I thought, (laughs) and to be fair, they were supposed to be dates, but the other guys didn't get dates and they showed up anyway. (laughs) So it was like a group date, but like all these random guys that didn't have dates. Right. So I just thought I was one of the guys and I thought, Oh no, now I'm, now I'm a buddy. I'm Mm. not girlfriend material. And so Anyway, after several of those, I thought, I have to get out of this, this buddy group and, like, be girlfriend material. Like, this is not okay. Um, yeah, and- so I, I wasn't always really good at communicating clearly where I was headed. She had to guess a lot, which wasn't great. But That's okay. So um, I, I thought I was being clear. I, I wasn't. So on our, what I consider our first official date... <laughs> Um, after like we, we went out with a couple people and then we went to a park and there was snow on the ground and everything. And he gave me this bracelet and I turned to say thank you. And he kissed me and I was like, (laughs) Oh, I'm girlfriend material. (laughs) All of a sudden I realized he liked me. (laughs) Oh, I kind of looked at him. I was a little shocked because I didn't even know if he liked me and (laughs) he told me he loved me and I was like, okay, there we go. (laughs) Wow. You went from like, I think I'm his friend to like, no, he's in love with me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It was quite funny. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wish I could have seen this. It would have been like, (laughs) these are all like good movie moments right now. Like it would be such a good movie. Lifetime, get on it. Let's, or Hallmark, make this movie happen. 
<laughs> and you guys can both star in it too. I've seen real couples yeah. in those movies. <laughs> let's go, let's go. So Do it. and Ben, you're a writer. You're a writer to too. You can write the, <laughs> the movie of your love story and then you can have all your daughters watch it and be like, oh my god, mommy and daddy. <laughs> So cute. And then you can star in it and really relive your whole story again. That would be super be cute. Just giving you an idea. So, you know, give me some royalties. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> after you proposed, like how long after until you like got married? It's about six months. Yeah. Our relationship was really fast. So we didn't want to just like get married like right then and there. Yeah. But it still was fast. I mean, yeah, I mean six months planning is, a wedding is, is, isn't a long is, engagement. But and it, we weren't officially engaged for another like month or two because yeah. I was terrified my parents were going to flip. Yeah. So we waited until I think we got engaged. Like we were like promised or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. Anyway, verbally engaged in like January. And then we waited until March to like make it official and then we got married in july so it was it was still really fast i mean if you think about that timeline but. oh my gosh <laughs> and you met in like december like uh, end of november, end of yeah. november. End of, oh wow yeah. so the whole relationship was like what eight months maybe was that eight <laughs> yeah, i'm not gonna do math yeah. in my head right now <laughs> yeah eight, eight nine months yeah since you know you guys seem to you know talk a lot did you have all the you know, did you talk about, you know, having kids and finances and all that? Did you have all those conversations that you kind of need to have before? Or? I'm sure we had some of them. I'm sure there are a lot of those conversations that we missed, but it was fine. Like we, you know, like we figure things out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we're, we're still married, together. So kind of have to jump into the world of adulthood. So yeah, we, we figured it out. We talked about a lot of them um, just on our own. And then someone gave us a book with hundreds of questions to just go over together before we got married. And, and that was, that was fun. Um, Funny enough though. I feel like a lot of the questions were like, we've already talked about this. Yeah. So yeah, we just talked a lot about everything. So it was, I don't know, pretty natural to just like have those conversations come up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of the struggle that people have in, in relationships is feeling like everything has to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. There are times where we really disagree with each other. There are times where we um, have uh, arguments and differing opinions, but I think as long as you know that you have the same goals in life, as long as you know that the other person is more important than uh, your own pride or the problems that you're going to come up against. Uh, one of the best, some of the best relationship advice that uh, I've ever received was that um, you don't share a relationship 50-50. You don't give 50% of you and they give 50% of them. You give each other 100% always. And that's not always going to be even. Your 100% your isn't always going to be the same as their 100%. Mm -hmm. But you have to be completely devoted to each other always. Um, because if you ever get to the point where you are holding something back, that's when problems start to show up. So uh, I think we both knew that we were willing to give each other all of ourselves and so when there are problems when there are uh, disagreements we know that we're bigger than whatever the problem is awesome. well you already answered one of my questions i was going to ask you about the advice so thank you for sharing that <laughs> just wanted to ask you guys like your opinions about the dating culture today uh, i don't know if you you know because you guys have each other but um <laughs> Right. I mean, just from my experience and other people that I've talked to, it's like, I feel like it's kind of hard. Um, and in my opinion and other women's opinions, too, it's kind of seems like 
I don't know, guys are very lazy. <laughs> like, they don't want to put any effort. And I don't know if it's because I feel like dating apps might be one big reason because it makes them think like, I don't know, like, it's like a menu. Like, cool, this one doesn't work. I'll just go to the next girl. It's like, there's no respect really or, or like, not as much respect. Like, oh, you don't want to sleep with me on the first date? Cool, I'll just go with the next girl. And I feel like that kind of makes it hard and that's I think that's one of the reasons why women are like where are the good guys like all we find are guys who just want to like hook up um so I just wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts about that at all go ahead or have you heard something from your <laughs> uh, friends or I, I don't know I mean as you said I it's been 11 years since we've been in the dating arena but um I can, okay, so um, one of my sister-in-laws was on Tinder quite often, and we always found that if she found him on Tinder, generally speaking, we didn't like him. <laughs> and I wonder if it was because of that, because it was just like this, it's this app that like, it's completely almost solely based on looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you can like click on the picture or whatever, and it tells you about them and like you can do that. But I mean, whether people do that or not is is up to them, right? So often she'd be dating these guys that were like, where did you find this guy? I mean, really? And she's like, oh, I found him on Tinder. And we're like, just get off of that. Yeah. Like, no, just get off of there. Because like, she never brought home good guys from, from that site. Um, so I think, I don't know, like with the whole dating scene, like you want to be the person that you are looking for. Are looking for. Yeah. So um, like you live your own values and you'll find people who are living theirs and match that way, you know? Um, so I think a big portion of dating is just being true to yourself, knowing what's important to you and living the way that's important to you so that you can find people that are also that way. And another thing is just be those, be places where people with your values will be. So if you value serving others, serve and you'll probably find people that are that will you know be at those same types of places serving because that's important to you and and you'll find each other that way you yeah. know if if you are religious be at church you know if you are if you love sports play sports <laughs> like go to groups and things where people with your similar values will be and i think that will be so much better than some of these dating apps that's based only on appearance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a, a really important part. I mean, for, for us, uh, as part of our, our faith, we, we believe in, uh, not having sex before marriage. Um, so that wasn't ever something that either of us worried about, um, in in the dating process. Which I think made it, really nice like really nice to not have to worry about all that not have to worry about like does he have kids that he doesn't know about like Mm. there was nothing like that there was nothing like you know is he comparing me to someone else or anything like that it was just like both of us were pure and like I mean not that anyway that was probably not the right word but like both of us did we didn't have to worry about that about each other because there were there was no one else you know so Yeah. And yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, it's, there's, there's no judgment for others who have different no. beliefs or opinions than, than what we do. But I but think it did us, make it easier yeah. to, to date each other and not have that to worry about at all. Like that wasn't. Yeah. Really um, concern. But yeah, I mean, just, just in terms of the standard of uh, not worrying about when it was time to have sex with each other, because for us, it was, when we get married, uh, I think just finding people who have the same values. And uh, I think Cindy's advice was awesome. Just be where those kinds of people are going to be. Right. And that's not to say that everyone you meet in those places will have those same values. I mean, I've, I've met a lot of people in my, my own church who don't always have those same values. And uh, there is always going to be an element of, of hypocrisy in anywhere you, you are. So you, you do still have to be careful and you do still have to be 
discerning in, in how you approach inter any interaction. But, but we both knew for, for our relationship that as we got to know each other, that, that we were on the same page in, in those things. So. Right. And so what would you say to women who, you know, say that good guys don't exist or the world, no good men exist? What would you say to them? Honestly, I feel listening. like just don't settle. Just stop settling. I think as women, we tend to, I don't know. Well, at least with me, I tended to talk down to myself and tell myself I don't deserve better. We do. We do deserve better. We deserve everything that we are looking for. And if that other person isn't what you're looking for, don't settle. Because often, you know, you'll find yourself in like a relationship that's really not healthy and really not good for you. And like, we'll stay in these relationships for much longer than we need to, because we've already determined that it's not a good situation. It's not a good relationship. So I think my advice is just to give yourself the benefit of the doubt, like give yourself the love that you deserve from yourself. Allow yourself to know that you are worth more than settling. And I think if you just, if we as women just, I don't know, learn to accept that we are worth far more than what anyone else thinks of us. We are worth far more than we ourselves give, give ourselves credit for. I think that knowledge will help us be able to choose someone who treats us like we are worth far more than, than anything. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I keep bringing my, my faith into this, but we are children of God, literally. And if you are a, chi a child of the most powerful and wonderful being in the universe, you should treat yourself and have and expect others to treat you in that way. For the guys who are listening, I, I hope that there isn't the idea that that means that you have to be perfect in order to be a good guy. I think one thing that I wish we had more time to talk about was how not perfect I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your worst habits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there are times where I'm where I get frustrated. There are times where I uh, am not always good about serving and looking out for Cindy. And there are times where I'm I'm not who I should be. But I think that there's a baseline that has to be set in terms of um, you shouldn't ever accept abuse. Um, and that's not just physical, that's that's verbal. It's not okay to yell at, at your significant other. It's not okay to uh, throw things or hit or any of those those things. And understanding just that you both deserve to be treated with with that respect um, shouldn't be a, a difficult bar to <laughs> to accept being a good guy is is not the same as being perfect you're, you're mm -hmm. allowed to make mistakes you're allowed to to have faults and flaws and weaknesses I think if if the goal is, to be your best. If the goal is to not just be your best, to help each other be your best mm -hmm. and encourage greatness in each other. Um, and, and as Cindy said, not, not settle for or be uh, accepting of things that are going to hurt you. Uh, I hope I said that. Mm -hmm. well. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh. Yes, I definitely don't want people to think that they have to be perfect. I think a big difference is just like under like acknowledging your flaws and just hopefully working on them. I feel like that may yeah, be something absolutely. and just having self-awareness. I feel a lot of people might not have that or they refuse to like 
acknowledge that maybe there's something they need to work on. It's like, how are you going to become better if you don't acknowledge the problem in the first place? Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Can I ask you a couple? These are more like lighthearted questions. Please. I have them like, I kind of have them like just to kind of end on a more like fun note at the end. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I have to know your Myers-Briggs personality types. <laughs> I don't know what is what is mine. You know mine. Yours is E S E S F P. I think. Oh, okay. And That's I'm E N F J. E N F J. Okay, so you guys have some similar ones. Okay, awesome. And <laughs> are you guys gonna have more children? <laughs> uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I mean, we have. Like we said, we have five girls and I've never felt like we're done yet. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people who like when they're on their last baby, they like feel it like this is my last one. Oh. I haven't had that. And we kind of still want more. I'm, I yeah. don't. The, the, the funny thing is that people always ask, oh, you're trying for the boy, right? <laughs> which, which isn't the case. I mean, we we genuinely just love having kids <laughs> we would love a boy but yeah, yeah we're not specifically trying for a boy right but... it's, it's not like we're going to keep having kids until we have a no boy no <laughs> we, we just when we feel like we're ready to have a baby we have a baby and yeah we just are excited to have whoever is sent to our family All yeah right. and they have been so much fun like we really love being parents and yeah. it's i don't know so yeah so and uh just as kind of a quick addendum mm -hmm. you, you said you said at the beginning that uh, you remember me talking about cindy to you on set and talking mm -hmm. about the kids um i think that's one thing that i try to do uh to to be a good guy just to let anyone and everyone know that I am very happily uh, married and that I have... don't try anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, just to set clear expectations up front. Mm -hmm. Not, not just because um, I am proud of them, which I, which I am, but to, to let people know who I am up front so that yeah. uh, there's no, uh, ambiguity or uh, or gray area. People just know that I am who I am. <laughs> well, I have to say, I think that's another thing that puts you in the good guy category because a lot of guys do not do that. I've <laughs> talked to guys who for a long time do not even mention their freaking girlfriend and then I found out later like I'm like excuse me like why didn't you mention her like I now I feel like a freaking jerk even though it's not really my fault but at least you do that so that's a, that's one difference <laughs> right well, and, and and not not to uh say I am a good guy but just to help other guys who might not even think about that whether for you know not having had the the example or the role model or, or whatever or just just not having had that experience but but yeah i mean communication makes such a big difference in helping people see you as as either honest or uh shady or w whatever i mean mm -hmm. just being upfront about your relationship helps take a lot of the pressure off of uh, those interactions. So listen up, dudes. <laughs> Hope you took some notes. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to know. Okay, how was it when you guys had your first child? Did you both cry or like what? What was that like? I just I need to know. Oh, he was so adorable. <laughs> oh, he was adorable. Um, so I was like determined to like have this baby without an epidural, like just to go natural or whatever. Um, so when she was actually born, I was still very not there. Like I was just still in a lot of pain, but he was darling. Like he just, she, he was, she was a warrior, by the way. She was, a <laughs> he was just bawling, like oh holding gosh. his sweet little baby. And, oh. um, 
and he's still like that like with every single birth he's oh like my. don't put them down like if you need to put them down just hand them to me <laughs> they don't need to go in that crib I'll just oh. hold them and I'm like oh okay you know that they're never gonna let us put them down that's the point. And that's the point. <laughs> so our babies are very used to just being in arms all the time because we just don't want to put them down. And he's such a helper with that. Like he just, like we train them that way, but he like does hold them all the time. Like any chance he gets, he holds the babies. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That uh, helps. I mean, I'm sure it probably makes him feel loved because touch is so important for for you know baby especially at like such a young age so you definitely are doing a great job <laughs> did you want to say something else ben i sorry i think i interrupted you oh, no, no you're good. <laughs> okay one more just because this is just my own thing like okay when i go to weddings i not for any like sadistic reason but i like when the groom cries because to me like <laughs> it's like i don't know like you first of all you don't see guys cry a lot first off and then it's I feel like it's so sweet and it's just like oh my gosh she really loves her because he's crying like if I get married and my groom doesn't cry I'm gonna be like do you love me like come on <laughs> like at least one tear come on so I need to know Ben did you cry if not it's okay <laughs> when you got I married I did I was fine I was totally fine happy I don't I don't know I was I was fine and then I looked over at him and he was bawling and I was like, oh, great. And then I lost it. Both of us were sniffling the whole time. I was <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, we, we believe that marriage isn't just for this life. It's for forever. And <laughs> I was going to be married for forever to my best friend. And it was just oh. the happiest day of my life. <laughs> So, anything else you would like to say before uh, we end this? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, thanks Thank you, thank you. Um, I was, I like, I get nervous every time I have to ask somebody to like be on any of my podcasts because I'm like, oh, what did they say now? I'm so scared of rejection. So, <laughs> but thank you. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, can do you want to talk about anything you're working on? You know, your blog, movies. I know we're in quarantine right now, but you know. Yeah. So I have a blog. Um, so Ben's an actor. Well, both of us are actors. He's more actively pursuing it. <laughs> I'm, I just do it for fun more than anything. But I have a blog. It's www.anactorswife.com. And I just kind of keep everyone updated on what we're doing. Um, uh, yeah, we, we're just... What? <laughs> Anyone watching the video, please, or if you're not watching the video, please notice how he how he looks at her when when she talks. So just just saying, it's super adorable. He's much better at talking than I am, so I have to look at him to kind of finish my sentences for me because I can't. Not true. Um, but yeah, check us out uh, on there. Ben is currently he just got an agent and manager that he's working with to get him more auditions and stuff. So that's really exciting, and we're kind of plowing forward with acting and yeah, yeah it's all very exciting so um most of the updates are on there yeah our big updates so. and yeah. uh instagram that you want people to I follow you your... yeah i'm uh benjamin phillips actor yeah i'm on instagram as well an actor's wife yep okay yep. cool i will definitely <laughs> put that in the video description on youtube and the show notes if you're listening to the audio version of this and Again, thank you so much for being here and stay safe and healthy. And thank you just again for sharing and have right. a good thank you. Uh, good rest of the day or weekend. And all that <laughs> stuff. Appreciate it. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> all right. So that was the first episode of the Hannah Relationship Podcast. I hope you learned something from Ben and Cindy, thank you again, Ben and Cindy, for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow them, all the links for all their social media and Cindy's blog and everything will be in the video description on YouTube or the show notes. So this episode was recorded a few months ago, and I just wanted to give you a little update. Cindy and Ben were in a film together called The Thistlewits. Uh, it's a short film, and it's actually available on Amazon Prime if you want to check it out and see them act 
together. You can rent it for 99 cents, which is not that much. <laughs> so if you are interested in seeing them act together and be super cute in a film, I will leave the link in the video description and show notes so you can check out their film, The Thistlewits, on Amazon Prime. If you want to support the podcast, you can by giving us a rating and review anywhere, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, if you want to follow the podcast, you can on Instagram at How to Relationship Pod. You can also subscribe to the How to Relationship Podcast YouTube channel as well and hit the bell for the notification so you can be notified when a new video comes up because you're not going to want to miss all the awesome couples I have coming up for you okay like they're amazing and i'm gonna have them on here for a reason so i hope you come back and hear their amazing stories if you're in a really great relationship and you would love to be on the podcast to you know share your wisdom with all of us i would really love to have you on so feel free to send me a dm or if you know of any amazing couples that you feel like you know would be great guests please let me know. I would love to have them on as well. Again, I'm your host, Denise Lucia, and thanks again for listening to the How to Relationship podcast.